Alright. Alright. Without further ado, we back again. It is me, Adam Gray, here at Off the Lake, episode three. Goddess Flow Beauty Supplies, 217 North Cedar Lake Road. And to my left is H dot. To my right is Benny D, Benny D Production. So his right is your boy Lonnie. Alright, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into it. Our guest today is Benny D. Benny D Productions. Um, could you let the people out there know a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you bring to the table for the town, and so on and so forth? Um, I am a music producer. I've been producing ever since I was 12 years old, 33 now. Uh, t- ooh, 21 years, now that I think about it, you know. Ooh, there's been some times, been some rough times, been some nice times. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring out great music and hopefully get a placement and um, be able to feed my family and everything would be good. So, mm-hmm. so what are some things that you have uh, currently been involved in? Um, well, me, I got into production just because of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through in Chicago, staying in Chicago on the north side of Chicago. And um, it got me out of trouble when mm-hmm. I was introduced to Music Generator <clears throat> on P- uh, PlayStation 2 and then from there I channeled all my anger into just making beats and then I got into uh, beat battling. Mm-hmm. So beat battles were producers battle head to head in the competition and uh, prizes could be involved or recognition or you know bragging rights or could be big prizes to like work with the A-list artists. So that's how I got into it. So what beat battles have you uh, currently entered? I heard you was killing some shit out there. Uh, I, I do all right, but uh, <laughs> but um, I've, I've been in beat battles from uh, Chicago, also in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, St. Louis. Shout out to uh, Fresh Produce, and I recently just uh, won the biggest beat battle in the world, Battle with the Beat Makers. That was in uh, 2017. That's what's up. So really, an accomplished beat battle producer as well but that just isn't the only array or only type of beats you do could you kind of explain your style um my style is it's almost to the point that it's everywhere i made a rock and roll beat just because i was bored um i make hip-hop r&b edm you know whatever that sounds good i'm gonna try to grasp into it and and, and get the best of uh, get the best out of it, especially when I'm working with an artist, mm-hmm. and then hopefully we can make something that sounds great. So. Who are uh, who are some of your influences? Like who who got you? Who who do you look to the like? That's that's your that's your goal. That's your target. If you can be as good or better than. Um, I'm a heavy. I get I get really heavily just influenced by uh, Timberland, uh, also organized noise. I've uh, listened to Neptunes, and um, I can never pronounce his name right, but he is the producer of the video game Streets of Rage. It's uh, Kashiro, that's his last name, and he made a dope soundtrack from Streets of Rage 3, and I love that game. So put him, uh, uh, <clears throat> put him Timberland, Organized Noise, um, Pharrell from Neptunes, uh, you pretty much got me. 
That's dope. That's a dope first combination. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> I heard of uh, 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 what a uh, Shiro. Yeah, Kashiro. Uh, Kashiro. That's the first I've heard of. Uh, you know, a producer being inspired by that. That's that's dope. Um, one of the most memorable beats that you've made. Oh, the most memorable beats. Uh, it's a beat that's called "Did You Give My Love Away." I played that in 2008 in Chicago, and everybody just lost their minds. And even when I went into um, Red Bull Big Tune, that was um, really on and popping in, uh, in the States, and I got the chance to go to St. Louis, a good producer friend of mine named Jay Mack, he asked me if I was going to play that beat, and um, I didn't. And that's one of the things that I did wanted to let producers know, do not save your beats thinking that you're gonna make it to the second round. Because if you do, you're gonna be kicking yourself in the butt because you will never go to the second round. Why? <laughs> because you saved your beat. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Yeah. It's been nine years and I still kick myself in the butt for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. so what is like your preparation for being able to get, get ready for a beat battle? Um. Well, what's the saying? If you if you stay ready, you don't have to get, get ready. ready. Ten, so you constantly have to create something new, something that's better than the last beat. You have to put all of your emotions into that keyboard, to that guitar or whatever that you're playing and compose some great material. So all you have to do when it comes time to is tweak a couple of sounds and line them up and get ready to knock people out. So was there a producer in... In the beat battle that, let's say, you may have been aware of or heard of that uh, you was kind of worried about or like, man, I hope I, I don't see dude until like the last round. In the battle with the beat makers in Canada, the one that I won in 2017, I was worried about Jacob. Jacob was the guy that I went against in the quarterfinals because he was the crowd favorite. Everybody loved him, including uh. the host. I just didn't. I just did not want to battle him, but I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> when I picked that beat, I picked it right away in the quarterfinals. Okay. I did not know I was going to get some until I looked up and I looked at the DJ. Say, "Yo, I, I gotta change it." She looked at me with a straight face and she just nodded her head like, "Nope." Not gonna happen. <laughs> because they had a new rule saying. You pick your beat, you choose your beat, and whatever that you choose is final. You know, you can't change it, you can't do uh, an audible. So it makes it fair for everybody. Body, so it doesn't sure. even matter about the coin toss. For sure. So I got lucky. How nerve wracking <laughs> is it to like be in that situation in front of everybody? Uh, 400 people in the crowd, okay. I'm a conservative. So when the beat ended, I literally walked away. <laughs> I'm like, all right, y'all. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. Let me go over here. <laughs> Mind my business. <laughs> Yo, do, you, do you find that out? But, you know, a little off topic. Do you find that about, let's say, a lot of creatives or producers that, you know, uh, you're more of comfortable in the, in the, in the back of the scene and instead of the forefront? Yeah, like a lot of, uh, well, I wouldn't say, I could talk about me. Like mm -hmm. me being a producer, I, um, I'm i not necessarily an introvert, but I am a conservative. So I keep a lot of stuff to myself or I just tell my parents about what's going on and how I feel. So when I'm in front of 400 people, 
you know, it's kind of scary, but you're in the business of, of the music industry, so you have to, in order for you to be comfortable, you have to be in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do that, then there's no possibility that you're gonna grow as a, a producer, songwriter, an artist, or anything like that in that in that uh, field. Mm -hmm. So what's the worst beat you've ever made? Uh, I got some pretty whack beats. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot of them. <laughs> but I go through the list, okay. I'm like, nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> so, so how many do you have to go through to, before you actually get that one? Um. It's just a feeling when it feels good when i'm in the house i'm in my apartment and i'm dancing by myself and it just feels great like nothing else matters i know that that's a good beat mm -hmm. if i'm bobbing my head that's cool okay maybe i could put some change ups here and there but when i get up out my seat or if not almost fall out my seat just because of what i did just listening to it i gotta play that one mm -hmm. well why don't you do that when you're on stage? Because one thing I notice is when you're on stage, you get the you be moving, you be moving <laughs> like you ain't even gotta dance, like you into it. That's that's trial and error. <laughs> that's definitely trial and error because in the beginning I was not like that okay. because it became repetition. Because I knew, like I said before, in order for you to feel comfortable, you have to be in uncomfortable situations. So I started to interact with people and talk to people and started networking. And I got a lot more comfortable with the surroundings that I was in because not everybody's out to get you. Everybody wants to network and have fun and have a good time. So I said, you know what? Let me have a good time. Let me show the people what I really felt when I was in that living room when I made that beat. So it's kind of... It kind of off. I know I can't dance really all that well, but at least I can airplay the piano. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that like when you uh, when you when they're playing the beat and you're dancing and you're getting into it, do you feel that gives you any type of not even an advantage, but do you think that gets the crowd kind of into it? They're like, okay, you know, you feeling it, so they like, oh, you know, it, it kind of gets them moving too sometimes. Or yeah, yeah, well, most definitely because you can't just. Sit, you can't just stand there and then have them play the beat and then you're just looking at the crowd like, okay, I think it's dope, I think it's nice. Mm -hmm. No, you gotta let the crowd know that, first of all, you're the artist. When it comes to a beat battle, you are the main front attraction. Mm -hmm. You have to show the people that this is the best beat that you ever heard in your life. So doing anything, just doing a two-step or just waving your hands, just, interact with the crowd and let them know okay this drop is about to come let me do the air drum rolls mm -hmm. let me show you guys that whatever amount of money that you paid to see us is worth it mm -hmm. gotcha, gotcha. so is there a difference between or is there a difference between making beats for a beat battle and, and then making beats for artists is it the same process or is it different um Depending on the producer, with me, it's a different process because with uh, the battle beats, I typically go with the drums first because I want it to hit. I want it to have those drums to hit hard. I want it to be wide with a great punch. Now, there's certain beats that you can do the same thing, but you do not want to drown the, the artist. You want to create that pocket because if you're playing beats for a showcase or if you're at a studio, you want to give that artist enough pocket for them to actually shine because you're in the background now. The artist is the main attraction. When it comes to a, a producer beat battle, you are the main attraction. So all those pockets, 
you have to fill them. You can leave a little pocket for just that artist that's inspired to say, okay, I can see myself getting on this. You can do that, but it's, it's a different energy. Okay. So when you make your beats, what I've noticed against killer language or technicality, how do you get in that pocket to perfect that? Um, well, you can use references, like reference tracks. Like, it's sometimes where I would say, okay, the drums is not hitting right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's hitting the way that I want it to. So I would listen to, let's just say, Dr. Dre's Kush, and I notice how their drums hit. Or I listen to Lupe Fiasco's um, Food Liquor. Okay, it's like soundtrack made the drums this way. So, is it better than, or is it worse than? I'm talking about my drums now. So I will compare and see if I can actually create a better sound selection of my drums and everything else, the melodies, to compare with uh, all these great producers that I'm that I'm mentioning. So how long of a process did it take you to get to the point to train your ear for that? Um. Well, certain producers are different. Like me, it took me some time because um, I started with Music Generator and it didn't have that many sounds. And then uh, at the age of, I would say 18, 19, I had a little money. And when Fruity Loops 5 was hot, I bought Fruity Loops 5. So repetition of just making beats and then sharing it with my friends to see what they think. And also, I started to reference when LimeWire was hot. Okay. <laughs> I would <laughs> shout out LimeWire. Don't, don't pirate, buy albums. Okay. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Shout but out LimeWire again. <laughs> Computer STD. <laughs> but Damn. when I was doing that, I was bringing, I was downloading uh, certain beats, and I was like, okay, the drums is this, that, and the third. Let me see if I can make my drums that way. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time for me to do it, but just because. Um. I'm kind of like a perfectionist, but um, it took some it took some time. But when I when I finally got it down pat, I would say a good between the age of fifteen to twenty three, twenty four, so roughly like eight years. Okay. Um, what's the your favorite DAW? My favorite DAW. I'm still exploring right now because I love Fruity Loop because that's what I grew up with. That's what I that's what I do now. Uh, thanks to Soundtrack, he introduced me to Reasons for. It's a bit technical, but it's in my opinion is it's cleaner. Uh, the you have a better you have a better uh, selection of drums, and uh, I'm still exploring. I'm still exploring, but for right now, I would say Fruity Loops is. Is, is my go-to just because it's uh, it's user-friendly and uh, I feel like I mastered the capabilities of what I can do. Okay. So would you, are in the case of loops or play? What's what you, your opinion on, on either or? What do you mean loops or plays? So loops, like the loops, or um, let's say splice, and so on and so forth, uh, packs, using packs or play, which would you prefer? Um, I would rather play. I would rather, if you're, if you're talking about it as, as far as like me playing the actual riff, mm -hmm. then I would, I would play. If I have to use a loop, I will cut it down to the point that is 
cut and dry and then I will put the pieces where it needs to be so that way it would sound completely different because mm -hmm. I just think using loops and then just dragging them into the session uh, that's not as creative as as it would if you're sitting down and you're actually playing the melodies or if you actually uh, putting putting together the drums and the hi-hats or where you see or, or the drum rolls or the breaks or the downbeat and you you putting everything together in a creative in a creative way so in your opinion, in regards to uh, live sessions or live instrumentation, mm -hmm. do you think that producers have been hindered from, let's say, uh, computer beats and, and that right? Or is it still as good as, you know, the musicians or uh, producers using actual um, you know, players, uh, saxophonists, or guitar players. With with live sound, you hit you get a certain warmth into into the whole sound, and, it, and it's rich. It's rich, and you can tell the difference. If you train your ear more, you can tell the difference between something that's digitally made and something that's warm. Yeah. When you go to when you go to these uh, concerts and, and these shows, you will have more of an uh, appreciation of live sounds mm -hmm. instead of just sitting in the uh, sitting in the comfort of your home own home playing with digital sounds. Now there's nothing wrong with it if you wanted to go ahead and master the, the capabilities of it, but try to venture out. Don't put yourself in a box. Yeah. Understand the digital world and understand the live instrumentational world. So outside of yourself, who would you say is the top not top three. Who are you, some of your favorite producers from this area? From this area? Nah, fuck that. Top three. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> fuck right. that. Put them in a box. Top Put three. Obsessing people, Benny. Oh, damn. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, and they can't all be from your squad. All right, from this area. Gotta go with soundtrack. Gotta go with soundtrack. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Put me in the box here. <laughs> All right. Um, just I would I would say soundtrack. I would say Brother Gift. Brother Gift has his own studio on the west side of Chicago. Uh, check out my Instagram. You can see. All of that stuff too, as far as his studio and, and what he got going on. He got special deals. Plug. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Got that third and final option. I never even thought about this. That's that's an interesting question. That is a very interesting question. Who is the third one? Other than myself. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, Ooh, you stumped me on that one. You really did stump me on that one. Cause I, like I said, I'm a conservative, so I just keep myself under a rock. So, like who, who when you when you hear their music, you're impressed. You just you're like wow. Yeah. Um. Um. Ooh. I I don't know. I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I would say, I would say Tremaine just because of the fact that Tremaine grew from the years of us getting to know one another when we were taking that 565 grand bus to go to 
work at that shitty ass job that we had. <laughs> Tremaine is definitely a dope producer. Much. I like Tremaine a lot. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Dope. So, anything else you would like to let in any, any form? Uh, excuse me, I'm tongue tied. Anything else you want to inform everybody out there, like projects you're working on? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, just joking. I was joking. The coffee kicking in right now. Okay. Uh, it's I, all I good. Hey man, I ain't had. <laughs> I've been running all day and all night, so yeah. I'm probably yeah, I, gonna, I, I, need, I need a Red Bull or something. <laughs> Shameless plug. I need to pay these bills. I forgot yeah, we, to do that. Man, shit. Damn. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the question. I'm, okay. I'm thinking about problems right now. <laughs> they on the beach and we are in the damn lake. Here we go again. Hey. Hey, man. You work a nine to five job, man. You got to take care of your bills, man. Okay. That's, that's oh, grown yeah. man mentality. Okay. You got to do what you got to do. So, what projects is you working on and what you got going on right now that everybody should know about? Oh, um, I have a uh, beat tape that's out Battle of the Beat Makers Champion that is on all platforms YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Amazon, everything. So, check it out, take a listen to it. If you would uh, like to buy it, I, I would appreciate that. But even if you just like to listen to it, I appreciate you for that as well. I got that that's going on. And, um, I have an album that's coming out pretty soon called Therapy uh, that's really about my life and what I've been through on the north side of Chicago and also venturing out to the west side of Chicago, living nearest and being homeless in a shelter. I got a lot to say and I've held it back for so long and I need to let everybody know that. You know, you go through a lot of stuff, but you just got to keep your head up. Somehow, some way, I mean, it's, it's tough, but when you hit an album, you're going to really get in the get it i will really let you know like everything is going to be all right trust me so you're rapping throughout that album say again you're rapping on that album yeah i'm, I'm rapping on the album i got a couple of uh guest appearances too uh one by the name of uh caleb simmons he's a uh he's a canada canadian singer uh we already did a song already it's called uh believe me and i can't wait to drop it it's pretty hot What's the uh, production you use? You doing all the production or you got any other producers on it? Um, I'm doing all the production. Okay. I'm doing all the production right now. How many tracks? Um, I'm going to have a total of six tracks for therapy. Six tracks. So EP. Yeah. So uh, could you let everybody know what site they would be at? Like, is there a... Um, right now it's just um, Spotify, iTunes, um, you know, the regular, you know, social media outlets like... Instagram, I'm very active on there. Facebook, I'm active as well. The Twitter, I'm active too. So, you know, just hit me up. You know, follow me. I do appreciate it. You know, at, Benny, me, at Benny D Productions? Yeah, Benny D Productions. B-E-N-N-I-E. D is a dentist. P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N. Um, I'm easy to find. So, hit me up. If you got questions, I answer them. You know, just as long as I got coffee in my hand. If I don't answer right away, <laughs> that means I'm driving kids. I drive a school bus. I'm keeping it real with y'all. I got to pay my bills, yeah, man. Get so, to the paper. Get to the paper. Yeah. Indeed. So how did you um, enter the beat battle? Let everybody know what was the process of the uh, that beat battle and how you won. Oh, you guys. Oh, I, yeah, I got a story to tell y'all. Check this out. All right, I got to sit up. Got to sit up for this one, okay? <laughs> All right. 2017, right? I was broke. Let's just put that into perspective right now. I did not have any money except for 
the little money that I have for like paying bills, whatever. But um, the Battle of the Beat Makers, I was a fan of it ever since 2011, when um, Mr. Magic won in 2011, and also Wonder Girl that won in 2012. So I I followed them, I watched them, and I, I told my friends Tremaine and Nick, and I said I. I really want to be on that stage and I really want to go for it. So to fast forward, I'm at work. I had, I think I had literally, literally like $60 in my, in my account and they were charging, how much was it? It was $60 in Canadian cash, but it converted in US dollars of like $49 and 51 cents for you to send two beats and, um, and send the $49 or whatever. So I sent it to him. I said, you know what? Might as well. What am I doing? I'm just sitting at home making beats all day. I need to get out there more. And then I started to think, damn, I need a passport. Not a good idea. I just sent them <laughs> money already and I did not have a passport. Even if they didn't choose me, I mean, still, I need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. So um, days days turn into weeks I'm, I'm literally stalking my gmail account wondering when they're gonna say something to me so i'm at work i get a ding on my phone i'm looking down they have the lineup of who they chose for the beat battle so i'm scrolling 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 down i'm like oh man here we go again like nobody's not choosing me so i look down even further i looked at my name i said whoa wait a minute my name is on here and i look to the right of that of that email it says as a reserve so i got excited at first and i literally like immediately went on facebook and i said yo i'm a part of beat battle i can't believe it this is great oh my god blah 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 and and i put down as a reserve and then it's kind of it's kind of odd because a lot of my friends they told me you know hey you know as a reserve i don't think you should go because you're not even a part of the beat battle you're just going to be there hopefully if you can get a slot so i listened to that and i said you know what i got to i gotta listen to my own thoughts and my own opinions for and sure. i got to go mm -hmm. because it makes no sense mm -hmm. for me to sit down at the house and have that coulda shoulda wouldas facts i get old and i say man if i coulda did this i no i don't want to live like that what i want to live is you know what? If I didn't make it, at least I tried. tried for sure. I could tell my grandkids that. I could tell my son or my daughter that. And I want them to be motivated on just trying alone. Mm -hmm. You never know. So, to talk more about the story, passport. Now, it's like literally four weeks until I have to actually be there. I'm talking to my friend that works at the job. And I say, you know, I got picked as a reserve. He looked at me with a straight face and said, so when are we going? I'm like, uh, we, we, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about we? I guess, I, okay, if you want to go, you want to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, cool. This is the plan. We got to get the hotel. We got to book the flight. This is going to be my first time flying, so I'm scared as shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, you cuss all you want. Fuck them. So me and, uh, me and my good friend, Edder, we uh put our money together. I had, um how much did I have? I had like 500 and some change he had 500 we wind i wind up going over his house and then we booked the the bundle the flight and what was that the flight and 
and the hotel, Nights Inn. Pretty decent hotel, too. So, we wind up getting there. Yeah, the pots are paying. So. We want to beat them motherfucking dishes up on next door. Shit, baby. Good God. Somebody <laughs> mad the over there. <laughs> Man. All right, so we <laughs> lost my train of thought. Hold on. <laughs> I got the I got the hotel at the Knights Inn. That's a pretty nice hotel. Okay. Yeah. Um, we we got the bundle as far as the uh, the the hotel and and the tickets. So to speed up the process. I, I did get my passport, and I was so glad that I got it in time because uh, the lady was telling me at at the post office that I might need it to to have it expedited, but I didn't have the money. But uh, I don't know. God works in mysterious ways because uh, I wound up getting that passport literally immediately. I didn't ex I didn't expedite it, but um, I was ready to go. Got to the hotel. I mean, not the hotel. I'm sorry. Got to the airport two hours early. I'm just trying to figure out the process. My friend already been to to uh, to the airport, so we go through the process and we finally touch down in Canada. Can't believe it. I'm here. It's an opportunity, and. Um, I tried to book a, I tried to book a, um, what do you call, uh, a car rental, but that was, <laughs> oh my goodness, let me tell you, I, before I got there in Canada, before I got to Canada, I, I paid $100 for a down payment to book a car, but when I got there, all of a sudden, they're talking about I needed $500 in order for me to rent the car. I said, no, you better give me my money back or else we're going to have problems. I was getting angry. I was getting heated. But my friend Edda was like, no, nah, Benny, relax, relax. They got Uber up here. So we wound up taking the Uber to uh, the hotel of Nice Inn. Nice Inn, they, they were really nice. They were really generous. They were, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good stay. We stayed there for... Three the three to four days, so um, everything was great. But I'm gonna tell you about the first day. Now, the seminar. The first day was the seminar. I didn't know whether or not if um, I could bring a plus one. I told Edder about it, and my friend Edder was like, "Shoot, I don't care. I'm gonna get drunk anyway." So I'm like, "All right, cool. That's, that's what's up." So <laughs> I wound up getting the Uber. And I gotta tell you, like this is like the first time that I actually I, that I actually got an Uber. Like I, I literally am under a rock, bro. I, I, I really am. So I wound up getting the Uber to the seminar. We're sitting there, like it's a whole bunch of producers, including myself. We're sitting there talking about the ins and out the ins and outs of the business, ASCAP and and BMI and like, the like, the uh, the publishing companies that that you could be a part of and stuff like that. We it get it gets more in depth with with that conversation, and um, at, as it, as this point right now, I'm still a I'm still a reserve. So I'm sitting there as as the people were talking on stage, and they and they said that I want to try to get this right. They said that a couple of producers didn't make it. It was me along with another producer. 
that raised our hands, me specifically, I told them, hey, I came to work. So I don't know about those other producers, but I came here, I'm here. So they had my name and like kind of like a bingo crate or not not a crate, but a, uh, what do you call those things? Yeah, they the have number a, joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So they put my name in there, they, they rattled it, and my name came up first from the reserve list. So how many, how many different reserves was was in there? Wasn't it? it was a total of, if I'm not mistaken, I believe thirteen reserves. Damn, damn, thirteen. And how many thirteen motherfucking reserves? Um, I think it was like, I can't. I think between like maybe five to ten producers that didn't make it. Oh wow! So a uh, a lot of the reserves were actually filling the slots, damn, including myself. Shot. So. Um, the host tricks he said well benny you in it now so you know gotta be prepared and so um the crazy part about it is my phone had died so i was wondering how am i going to get back i tried to talk to a couple of producers i'm gonna leave them nameless because i was asking if i can get a ride back to the hotel and i was willing to give gas and everything because i don't want to compensate you for your time so they said well we're gonna see what i did my smart behind I waited outside the lobby so that way you, you you're not gonna miss me I'm gonna get this ride back to the hotel I'm um, I'm not familiar with these uh, these surroundings so I need to get back to the hotel so they came out of the lobby I said hey what's going on with the ride they said no nah, well our car is full we can't do can't do anything for you right now so I'm literally just stuck thinking like what am I gonna do so uh, I went back into the seminar where it was like partially a bar and um, I talked to the bartender, and he was, you know, he's a good person. He let me charge my phone with the charger that he had, so that way I can call an Uber, and I wind up getting home. I mean, well, getting back to the hotel with my friend, and he was drunk as hell. <laughs> I was mad at him because he almost drunk all that damn Southern Comfort. He didn't save me anything. <laughs> I don't care. If you, hey, if you listening to this, bro, I'm, hey. Anyway. anyway. All shots on him. <laughs> Anyway, the day of the preliminaries. Nervous as hell. Them and I, we wind up walking down there to uh, off of Dundas Street. And Dundas Street, from what I heard, was a hard street, you know, before the gentrification. So I'm walking down and I have my Chicago Bears hat. But it's funny because everybody was welcoming me just because of the fact that I was from Chicago. So um, why don't we get into the preliminaries? It didn't really occur to me that I was in it until the host, tricks said my name for a roll call because he was saying everybody's names. So everybody's going, everybody sound dope as heck. I wonder how the hell am I going to keep up with these guys? And uh, what I was mentioning earlier, the crowd favorite went before me and he wowed the hell out of everybody, including the host. So I'm thinking in the back of my mind, how in the hell am I going to follow that? So I, I buckled down and I just chilled out for a little bit. I noticed that the people that were going on, that was moving forward to, to the main event, they wound up leaving. That's the one thing that you don't do. I'm going to give you a tip. When you're at a preliminary battle, stay from the beginning to the end mm -hmm. because you can scope out your competition. A lot of those producers that got their assignment, they left. So the producers that was going after them, like myself, 
you wouldn't know what I'm going to come with. with facts. So when I finally got on stage, I battled a guy from Seattle. It was literally nobody in the crowd. But I wowed the heck out of the judges. The judges were Keisha Lee, T-Minus, and Heatmakers. And um, they told me that I was going to go to the main event. So now it was official. You passed me the well, I'm nervous as heck. They finally called my name. I'm battling a guy from Seattle. And I'm walking on stage. We have to do the coin toss. I wanna now I actually won the coin toss, so the guy from Seattle had to go first. So I'm literally studying his beat and I knew what exactly to play. And the beat that I played was called Baby. Everybody was clapping. You heard a couple of ladies cheering. That's what you need to look for. If you have the ladies that got okay. you, then you're good. You're golden. So the numbers came up from Heat Makers. Chose me. T minus, he chose me. Keisha didn't chose me, but it's all good though. I wound up going, I wound up winning one over the guy from Seattle. So he had to play his beat. And um, I'm studying his material once again. I said, okay, I gotta go hard. I have to put the stamp on it. So I have to let them know that I'm here. So that beat was called September. I meant to call it September, but I spelled it wrong and I just kept it. I said, whatever, doesn't matter. So the host said, uh, "Do I even do I even have to ask?" Okay. He said, "Raise the cards." Okay. <laughs> and so everybody picked me, and uh, Tricks was uh, the host. He was saying, "Well, it's official to see you at the main event." Still, in my eyes, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, like shit. this is for like the 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 whole kid in Kabuto? Uh This was uh, for the preliminaries. Okay. So like. 
basically the preliminaries. You're just getting rid of the, uh, you know, like and all then, the producers yeah. that don't really have what it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't take that the wrong way. I'm just, that's not my it's word. Benny. Don't apologize. Stay facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's called off the lake, not on the beach. <laughs> this is true. Well, it was, I, if I'm not mistaken, Clifton, the prom, the promoter, the organizer, he told me that it was 500 submissions that year. Wow. 500 Shit. submissions that year. And uh, it was a total of 2017, it was 64. Not including the reserves. What? Damn. Yeah, so it was a long night. <laughs> it was a very long night. Boy, good, good thing you got your gargamel on. You smurfed the ass. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to the main event, and I'm I'm excited. Is it the next day or? Uh, this event? is this is going towards the next day. So, before I get to that part, I literally was outside. Mm-hmm smoking a cigarette just thinking about it and i just say you know what let me just go on instagram and tell everybody um what's going on in which i made a video to say that you know they they got me into the preliminaries and i'm going to the main event so let's just you know see how i go and i said in those words and that was i think about 20 20 views 20 or 30 views I'm gonna tell you how many views I had after, but um, the main event. Now I'm nervous as heck. We go to this big theater, and um, I I got the chance to meet up with a with a good friend of mine, uh, Lucas, a producer, and we we just we just shared a lot of dialogue regarding music and everything. And that was like another friend that I said you know he's pretty cool all of a sudden i had to battle him like really the only friend that i made out here i have to battle him first i even told him that he said man it's all good it's just a competition i'm like all right so finally get on stage nervous i wanted to play like a like a house beat just to warm up with the crowd you know just to see what everybody's really feeling i played a house beat that house beat is called uh, let's see, December 18th.
So I did get the approval from uh, from the audience. People were clapping, but not as much as I really wanted. But it was still fine in my eyes. Now Lucas played a beat that was dope as hell, and he wound up smacking me in the face with his beat. Fuck your couches, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is when I I told myself I came to play. I didn't come all the way over here to lose, so I took my scarf off, my Chicago Bears scarf off. Laid it on the table, and I played the second beat, which was September. This is what this is the beat that I played in the preliminaries, but it was okay to play those beats again at the main event. So once again, September. Yep. Yeah. I had to play it for 45 seconds and I wind up wowing the crowd and the judges and I wind up getting that part of that battle so it's going on to an overtime round so uh, judges as before they all had the cards up yep. they had the cards up and then they voted for me so now it's Lucas turn he plays a, a, a phenomenal beat but I knew based on my experience of just being in beat battles I have to mix it up. So mm. now I play House Party. Uh, it's called, yeah, June, Ju July 8th, 2015. House Party. Oh, Jawbone. Jawbone. Oh, Jawbone. Party at the house. Party at the house. Party at the house. House Party. 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 Shake your hand, sir. <laughs> Shake your hand on that one. Okay, t message to Lucas. We with the Sith Empire over here. He just vaded your ass. I'm talking about him. <laughs> the Force. So uh, I wind up uh, winning that round. I wound up winning the whole part of that first round. So on to the second round. You know, I, I can't believe it. This is the only thing that I was concerned about was just footage. I was like, man, I, I, I made it to, like I made it past the first round. You know, I got I got footage. You know what I can do with this? I can yeah. finally argue a deal or a publishing deal or whatever. Yeah. I can I can it's do true. so much stuff with this smart. this first That's round smart. alone. Yeah. So the second round comes. I'm battling uh what's his brother name? Uh Maddie Galaxy. Coin toss was uh was done. I wind up winning that coin toss. 
So I said, Matty Galaxy, he's going first. He plays an incredible beat. Uh, it was it was clean. It was super clean. But I had a beat. Um, I had a beat that I have on my uh, beat tape album. It's called Crazy Town. I had a different name for it. So let me take a look at it. I think it's Spet 17, 2017. I think it's that one. <laughs> that beat actually sucks. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't play that one. Okay, I remember. August 7, 2017. This is the beat that I played against Maddie Galaxy. What are you going to do now, Westbinny D? Fuck out of here. What? Yo, man. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> Quick question. Are you going to be anything after the first day or not? You didn't feel like you had to be. Second. You didn't feel like, you know, after that first day, you didn't feel like, oh man, maybe I know I gotta go up against this guy tomorrow, maybe I should tweak it. You didn't, or did you just take the beats as they were and? Um, I, I tweaked the drums and I made sure that, that the high end wasn't uh, peaking, mm -hmm. but just a generalized, just tweaking of the drums and everything else, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like anything specific because I'm going to a new territory here, mm -hmm. like Canada. I, I really don't know these guys, so I can't really uh, uh, prepare myself to say, you know, okay, he's coming with house music or he's coming with EDM music. You you don't. I, at, at my, my my mindset, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I just had to gen generalize, just tweak whatever that I can so that way it can hit just as hard as I, uh, as the reference tracks that I've heard. So That one right there, <laughs> that shit <was> fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the, one one before. the one before was super fire. But that <laughs> shit, okay, that shit was fire. <laughs> Appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, the the host, he was at a loss of words. He couldn't even say anything. He literally was on the mic. Uh, shit. God, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> shit. You can see the video. He actually, like, he does that. And then... He didn't even create a segue, really. He just looked at the judges and like, okay, raise him, man. Like, then he just nodded, like, yeah. Benny D goes on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so like at this time right now, in my mindset, I, it's feel it's feeling like a roller coaster ride. I even told DJ Mel Boogie, the DJ that was up there, I said, you know, this is scary, but it's nice. And I said. Oh my God, I got more footage. I got more footage, this is what I care about. It's gonna be like 50,000 views, it's gonna be 70,000 views, I can use this. So um, we take a, uh, intermissions, we take a break, and um, 
that's when everybody started to get to know me and because I'm a conservative but be being in beat battles I've learned to talk more and be more out there in the open for just an engagement of, of, of a conversation and I told him like where, I, where I'm from and you know who I am and stuff like that so and the mission was over I get to get to the stage a couple of producers battle and then now I have to battle now so I picked my beat early early this is something that you shouldn't do in the beat battle <laughs> understand your surroundings before you pick your arsenal I picked my arsenal and I was literally looking down and when I looked up I'm battling the crowd favorite. Didn't know it. I looked at DJ Mel Boogie. I said, can I change the beat? She looked at me with a straight face and nodded her head left or right. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> because they already set the rule. You cannot change your beat. Whatever that you pick is final. Did you ask privately or in front of the whole crowd? Or I asked privately to DJ Mel Boogie if I can change it. And it was a banner in front of uh, in front of her that that hid her from the crowd so I mean it didn't matter anyway because she told me no <laughs> <laughs> <That was good. laughs> but um I said okay damn well that's it for me I gotta <laughs> gotta pack it on up made the biggest mistake but um what I told you guys before to never leave the preliminaries when you got your assignment Jacob even though he was a crowd favorite and he had slamming beats he didn't know how to really come at me so he had a beat that he played it was dope it sonically was on point but my personal opinion my personal opinion it did not have a groove as a producer we get caught up in just okay I'm gonna do this trick I'm gonna do that trick the drum rolls I gotta do this that and the third and put it out there as a as a producer listening to it, I understand what you're doing. But as a fan, you want your fan to actually get in the groove of listening to what you have composed. I believe that he didn't have that. I had uh, dope drums and, and and dope melodies to the sample that I did have, and it was melodic, but it had a groove. So the beat that I played was uh, la 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 la. See. However you need me. This all on the same day? Yep. All on the same day. And this is the one you wanted to change? That's the slap on the right here. This is the one you wanted to change? sorry about that it was 45 seconds so i was just thinking about yeah. how it was at the battle but, oh, uh, they, they cut it off shorter yeah they cut oh, it off okay. at 45 seconds okay. for the battle 
This and, uh, ain't the battle, baby. This motherfucker off the night, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I came in, I make niggas mad and okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker Lionel, what's going on over there, baby? Motherfucker. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, when when the beat ended at the battle, um, heat makers had to pick first because uh, tricks the the host. He wanted everybody to pick individually because it was so even. So mm-hmm. heat makers chose me, and then tricks walked to Keisha Lee, which is the engineer. She chose Jacob. So it was up to T minus on who was going to actually go forth and battle in the fourth round. And um, T minus was just about to pick Jacob, but he changed his mind and then he picked me. Damn. Damn. It's crazy. Sidebar, what did you do to piss off Keisha Lee that she would not pick you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Franklin. know. <laughs> I, I I didn't do it. But she been against him the whole time. Right, from the preliminary. She like, ain't got a, a like, he ain't got a Keisha Lee joke. <laughs> Keisha Lee gonna make me five heart heartbeats you read you. My office I was offering. Nine to five. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do anything to her. Oh, man. You know, you know no, no hard feelings. It'd be everything. like that, It's just yeah. a battle. We get it. So. It's all, it's all mm-hmm. fine. You know? Yeah, so... Uh, Everybody was uh, giving me uh, just just praising me on just going to the fourth round. Even Lucas, that I won against in the first round, he was jumping up and down like, "Man, oh my God, you won! You won this round!" People were clapping. Reminds you, it's like four hundred people in the crowd. I'm a conservative. I just wanted to walk away <laughs> from the stage. Okay. Let me just do me, <laughs> but um. Fourth round is uh, fourth round is here, and um, I'm going against the second crowd favorite, which is Zaro. Zaro came all the way from South Africa. Yeah, oh, wow. that's fresh. This produce this producer battle, world beat battle, has gotten a lot of attention. Oh, for, sure. for sure. USA, New Zealand, UK. South Africa, all over. So, like, you could look at the numbers. Like, to be honest, the numbers don't lie. You see, two million views, three million views. Everybody wants is. to be a part of it. Yeah. So I'm battling Zaro. He plays a hip hop beat that's dope as heck. But um, I already picked my beat. I can't change it. It's final. But the one thing that I was thinking of was, okay, I played, I played a house beat. I played a trap beat. I played a. Some crazy ass shit. <laughs> um, I played what I think is a hit record because it sounds good to me. Like, what did I not play? And I thought to myself, oh, you know what? I wasn't playing anything melodically. Let me do that. So I wind up picking. Uh, let's see which beat is that. Oh, Benny D, January 20th. Oh, 
wind up picking me. The judges picked me and uh, Tricks, com the comedian, the host. Tricks wanted me to come to the front of the stage and uh, tell everybody what's really going on. And what was really going on was the fact that I came in as a reserve, not guaranteed to be in a battle. And this is what he said. Uh, he came in, he flew here, hung in there, he got in, and now he's in the finals. Y'all need to make some noise for Benny D, and everybody was like just loud. It just, it just got completely loud, clapping, yelling, cheering. And um, now, this is the finals. Wait, before you move on, did, did Keisha Lee give you vote on you this time? Keisha didn't vote it. <laughs> she didn't vote it. I have the videos. Like, everything of what I say, I have the videos, too. You're talking about a tough sale. Yeah. You had to, like, accidentally flick her off or something. I, I, I don't, I'm not a mean guy. Like, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> like, like, I'm, man, it, man. Take, it takes a lot to piss me off. Like, literally. You have, like, if I had a dog, you have to run over my dog to piss me off. Like, <laughs> hey, you pulled it on her Cheerios. Now, nah, you heard that from him. <laughs> not me, animal lovers. You heard that. <laughs> I was, <laughs> got to run over his dog. Yeah, for, for me to get pissed off. That's that's how much I would love my dog. Mm -hmm. So, all right, of uh, the finals, I'm going against a guy. Is this another day or the same day? Same day. This is the oh, last. So the whole thing is in one day. The whole thing is in one day. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah, like I said, 400 people in the crowd. You have a couple of people that's uh, on the balcony. That's. Uh, that's is well it only known. one main stage, or is it a bunch of battles going on in different parts of the, the one, building? One main stage. One That's main dope. stage. Camera dope. crews, all that good stuff. That's dope. So, the finals. I'm going against a guy that already has a good name for himself. He's already have, like, from what I heard, publishing deals, and also a deal, a song deal, with, um, I believe it's Trey Songs. And um, his name is K-Beats. I'm going against the top-notch dude. So I knew that I had to bring it. Um, I'm, I was just glad that the crowd was receiving me, you know, not as like, you know, a, a shy type of guy or not like a, you know, a, a cocky personality type of dude was just receiving me like, okay, this guy made some really good beats. So coin toss. I wind up losing that one. So the odds are really against me. I'm in a foreign country. Uh, the odds are not in my favor with the coin toss, but I have to bring the heat. So the first beat that I chose was uh, a beat called Yeah. It was, it, was, it was more like a test beat. Like I wanted to see how people will really react to this beat. I, I, I felt like it felt good to me as I played it, but I just don't think it was enough. Nevertheless, I picked it, and it's called, yeah. It's called, yeah.
everybody gave me the stamp of approval and I knew at that moment I'm like okay this beat can go so I played that but uh KB's had something other, uh <laughs> something else in mind that he played with a, a well-known sample and he literally wowed the crowd and well Heat Makers voted for me, but T Minus and Keisha Lee voted for K Beats. And so I had to go back to my DJ table with DJ Mel Boogie and figure out what do I need to do to wow the crowd? What do I have left? And um I was sweating my I was sweating my tail off, like really. I didn't know what to pick, I didn't know what to do, but I said, you know what? I've gotten this far and I'm proud of myself. I'm gonna to continue to have fun. Let's just play let me play something that was just I don't know. Get everybody just dancing and grooving. So I picked a beat called Friday Night. DJ Mill Boogie told me that that beat saved my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it literally did. I can see that. Yeah, so. He was in the crates on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, uh, they wound up picking me. Now it's going into uh, overtime. Overtime. Um, he want, uh, K Beast wound up playing a beat. Well, um, he. Oh, it's gonna sound funny, but he, in in this, in this sample, he sampled the Office. I forgot the brother's name. I mean, what what's the guy's uh, the main character's name off of Office? What's his name? Michael Scott. Michael Scott, I believe. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, it was an episode where he was talking about Donald Trump, and how he cut that was um. He put it in the beat, Donald Trump, no! And then, <laughs> <laughs> and he had that in the beat. And I'm looking at him like, I don't like him either, man. <laughs> that, don't really, that don't really hurt me. I don't, but he played the beat nonetheless. Um, Trick said, you know, that's some different shit. It's like, I know how this goes. And judges, and then they raised the, uh, the cards up. It was in my favor. So now I have to go ahead and play my beat and I I had a couple of beats left over but I'm thinking okay I did all that uh, the one beat that I did not play was I don't know maybe like a West Coast joint let me see how they let's see how they uh, listen to this let's see how they uh, react to this so the beat 
that I played. It's a reason why I named it this. It's called Stupid Kids Outside. <laughs> so what are you going to do now for us, Mr. Like that beat, I set the bar so high that Tricks had to stop the whole battle and say, that was hot. Hold on, hold on, that was hot. <laughs> then he said, KB's, do you have fire to match that? Give it to me. KB played his beat. And um, I was just thinking like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. He played his beat. And um, now the judges have to decide on who was going to win the battle. And so when they did, they held up the number one card. I thought K-Beast was number one. That's why, like, if you see the video, I pause because I thought he won. Because I was wondering, like, why the hell is everybody looking and pointing at me? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I won. <laughs> so, but all the, all the trials and tribulations of not winning and, and always being disappointed uh, going through just a lot of shit in my life. It came to me all at once, and that's when you seen the tears come down my eyes, because those were tears of joy. Because I finally did something, and it com I completed it, and I wound up mm -hmm. getting the trophy. It meant so much to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried to stop crying. I was telling myself, man, Benny, be a man, be a man, stop crying, what you doing, man, what you doing, stop crying. I finally, like, I, like the tears stopped, I, the tears stopped flowing. I looked up, Clifton, the organizer, hands the trophy to me, it started to come down again. I'm like, man, I, I just couldn't believe. I did not listen to people. I listened okay. to what I wanted to do and what I seen myself doing for the past years of not only winning beat battles or being a respected producer, period, because I work damn hard every freaking day. Like, I lost sleep, stressed out, trying to make the beat that's right, trying to make that perfect sound because it only takes one song, yeah. one beat, in order for you to go from zero to 100. Yeah. That feeling was no other because of all the stuff that I've been through in my life. And um, I, it was a moment. It captured the attention of a lot of people. Two weeks after that whole battle, people were calling me, sending me messages, saying, Benny, they're still talking about you. It's been two weeks 
And I'm going to tell you right now, my Instagram has shot the hell up. When <laughs> when I finally got back to the hotel, I couldn't sleep because I was just looking at the trophy. My my friend, Edder, he videotaped everything, but he was asleep by the time we got there. <laughs> he was like, yeah, Benny, you won. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I just sat there on 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 my bed in the hotel room, looking at the looking at the trophy. Like this this shit can't be real. Like I can't believe it myself. As I'm looking at my old beat up phone, it's dinging like ding 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 ding. Everybody's talking about me. I went from like struggling with 120 followers to all of a sudden 600 followers in like a couple of freaking minutes. And everybody say, man, congratulations, your story is dope. I can't believe you, you're going this far and you, they sunk you in as a producer uh, as far as being a reserve and you killed shit. And that video that I mentioned earlier as far as me only having 20 views, now it has like close to 1,700 views of just me talking about me being in the battle and not knowing what the hell is going to happen. Yeah, so it's... It was a phenomenal feeling, great feeling. I I went for my dream, and I didn't listen to anybody. With the little money that I did have, you never don't don't pay attention to all those naysayers. Don't pay attention to them. Do what's best for you. Period. You look at yourself in the mirror every night and ask yourself, Do you want more? Do you want more? If the answer is yes, there it is. And there you have it, people. <laughs> I got a question. When you do when you do the battles, do you generally take the same beats or do you like to switch it up? Um, when I go to different beat battles, I switch it up. I definitely switch it up. I don't play the same beats. If I'm going to the same beat battle, like I did for Battle of the Beat Makers when I had to return in 2018, I had brand new beats. You do. I just felt like, as a producer, you would lose a lot of credibility if you try to play the same beats over and over again. Yeah. You have to change it up and make great music. I was already on top. I won that battle. So everybody was gunning for me. They already knew what I could that I was capable of making. Mm. So I need to create something else. I lost sleep, and I'm gonna tell you like this. I, once again, I'm a conservative, but I'm gonna speak out on it. Like, I was so, still am, passionate about my music. You have to take care of yourself. And I wasn't taking care of myself. I was drinking coffee, I wasn't drinking that much water. I wound up going into the hospital just because uh, I had a bad muscle spasm. You know, lack of sleep and lack of water would do that to you. Yeah. Don't sacrifice your health. You hear a lot of gurus that say, no sleep. Fuck that. No. <laughs> you need to have your six to eight hours of sleep. It's called RAM, random access to random access memory. Yeah. You need to have that in your life in order for you to function. That's when your white blood cells is kicking in and actually restoring. Well, let's just not talk about school and all that right now but just to the fact that you need your sleep because you cannot work productively if you only had two hours of sleep 
I understand the hustle. Go ahead and break it down for us. No, I'm just saying this. I understand the hustle. I understand the mindset of that. But if you don't have any sleep, what good? What good are you? It's like me. I drive a school bus. What does it look like if I only get three hours of sleep? God forbid I can get into an accident with these kids. I have to have sleep in order for me to do my job. Period. So get your sleep and then organize your time. That's a lot of things that. That's one thing that people don't really. Do and I and I'm a, I, I did that myself. I didn't organize my time. You know, if you gotta, if you gotta, me personally, I might have like a shitty neighbor upstairs that they need quiet time at eight o'clock. If I come home at five thirty, I know that I have two and a half beat, uh, two and a half hours to make beats. Or I might have two hours just because I want to make something to eat and wind down. So I know to put together the drums. Make sure it sounds great, and I know that the melodies is gonna be like a little bit easier for me because I can put the headphones on. But as long as the drums are smacking, I'm good. Like, what what prizes did you get outside of the trophy? Oh, uh, the prizes that I got outside of the trophy was uh, DJ 808. It's a big DJ tur- uh, turntable station. Mm. I was so concerned on how the hell I'm gonna bring that back. <laughs> Because I customs? had no money, <laughs> and I'm looking at Edder like, how the hell are we gonna do this, man? He was like, Benny, relax again, relax. I brought extra cash. Okay, calm down. So I'm like, all right. So I, I got the DJ 808, and I also got the uh, MPC Touch. Um, that that bad boy is something else. Okay. Um, I, I did get a cash prize. It was like in U.S. dollars. It was like seven hundred and. Seven hundred and like sixty dollars, I think. Uh, la, 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 la. what else did I get? What damn? What else did I get? Shout out to Adar, man. You're a damn good friend. Yeah, yeah, Adar. Like I, I paid him back. He wanted his money back, <laughs> but I, I definitely paid him back. Like as soon as we got paid from the job, I did that. So yeah, DJ Eight Away, FPC Touch, a trophy, um, and I had a. Uh, a trip to go to LA to work with uh, Wonder Girl. Oh, shit. So how did that go? It's uh, a huge moment. How could you not talk about that? Uh, no sounds. It didn't go good. Mm, well, okay. All right. Let me. Can we so, take intermission? <laughs> Damn. I gotta get my head to go. That's, that's how you know it's gonna be a hit story. <laughs> you need a five minute? Yeah, just a five, five minute. Five, yeah. five to seven Please, minutes. Man. Yo, check, check. Yeah. One, two, one, two. All right. Back from the cocaine break. I <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. got nothing to do with me. That's that good shit. <laughs> That's no. like, I don't know what the hell that yeah, is, yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta take a brief intermission. Uh, but starting where we left off, um, you work with Wonder Girl. Give us a little synopsis of what went on with that. Okay. Now, the prize, uh, I told you about the DJ 808, and I told you about uh, the NPC Touch, and uh, also the trophy and the cash prize. And now I have a, uh, a winning for, you know, to go to LA to work with Wonder Girl. So I'm excited. 
I'm telling the uh, the promoter, the uh, the head organizer, excuse me, Clifton. You know how excited I am. So mm-hmm. speed up the process. February hits. Um, <coughs> they sent me the email as far as the tickets and, and the hotel. I'm staying in uh, La Quinta Inn. Hey, shout out to La Quinta Inn because that is a good hotel. Like breakfast was included. The breakfast was slamming. Like, but um, okay. When I touched down in LA, I gave a call to a good friend of mine uh, named Money, and I told him. Well, I asked him, "Is it possible if you can give a call to the connection that you do have in LA, so that way I can work with the artist that you were mentioning about?" And Money said, "Cool, I can go ahead and make that happen." So we did, and I appreciate him for that. Mm-hmm. So we're in LA now. Um, the first thing that we did, we went to, uh, we went to the beach. It was, I think it's how you say, Venice, Venice Beach, Venice, Venice, Venice Beach. <coughs> that bad boy was nice. You had to pay to get in. What? Yeah, it was it was packed. I don't know what was happening that day, but it was packed. So um, I went down there. I had a, had a good time. And um, oh, you know what? Before I speak about the whole Wonder Girl situation, let me tell you this little situation that happened. Now, in 2000 and 2012, she won the, uh, the Battle of the Beatmakers. And because I was such a fan, I followed her and I was talking to her. It seemed like we were like kids in the sandbox. We were having a conversation. Everything was going great. You know, I was saying a couple jokes. She was laughing online on Facebook. We were just talking to each other, just having a conversation. So in 2013, I wound up talking to her again on uh, Facebook because I got my stuff together. And uh, it went from kids in the sandbox to like one word conversation. So I get it because, you know, she was a teenager at the time. So, you know, all the conversations were like, yeah, okay, yes, no. But I get it though, no harm, no foul. So the day of the main event, um, everybody was swarming her because she is like that, that woman. Like she's that lady that's like, hold her stuff down she did um, a record with Jay-Z she did a record with Travis Scott like everybody swarmed her but I seen on the uh, on the sideline as I was on the stage I said you know what let me wait until everybody else disperse and then I can go ahead and talk to her so I wind up like having a conversation when I said yo you remember me you know I'm, I'm Benny D I was talking to you on Facebook for some odd reason she thought I was saying I was quote unquote controlling her Facebook and I had to weird awkward face like no and I told her no I I didn't say that I said I was talking to you on Facebook but she shrugged me off and said you know that's that's been a long time ago you know that was a long time ago so it was like a kind of an awkward moment so I just said you know let me just go ahead and focus on the battle so when I won um Clifton's right hand man Crane had asked me did I wanted to take a picture with Wonder Girl and I said not really so Crane <laughs> looked at me like, why the hell did you just say not really? Why would you not want to take a picture? But it was because of the conversation that we had beforehand because I looked at her as like a superhero. You know what I'm saying? So when she just shrugged me off, I was like, no, that's, that's not cool. Like, why would you do that? It's like, <sighs> so I had to put that into perspective before we talk about the LA thing. Mm-hmm. So. Before I say this, I'm not 
disrespecting Wonder Girl. I'm not saying anything bad. It's just this is just what happened. So, um, we finally get to the hotel. Uh, we finally get to the uh, studio. I forgot the studio's name. Sorry about that. But um, I'm standing outside, and uh, Wonder Girl pulls up in an Uber. So I, I, I looked at her. I said, "Hey, Wonder Girl, what's going on?" You know, I'm just happy to see her. You know, I can't wait to work. You know, even though I don't have a laptop, but I still have my external hard drive with all my good sounds and stuff, and then we can do some stuff with my external hard drive. So as I'm talking to her, she's kind of like dismissing me, saying, you know, where is Clifton, you know, the, uh, the organizer? I'm like, well, he's in, the, he's in the studio. And then every time I tried to talk to her and say, you know, well, how, how was your trip? And, you know, you know, just making casual conversations, she would cut me off and say, you know, how do you open up this door? Is it a, is it a number lock and yada, yada, yada? And I'm like, man, you know, I just wanted to have a conversation with you, but let me call Clifton right now. Let me get him to the door so he can open up the door. But I pay no mind to it, you know. Maybe she was just tired, jet lag. I don't know. So we get into the studio. <clears throat> she asked me, um, she asked me if I smoke weed, and I said, no, I can't smoke weed because of my job. So she looked at me and she asked, as a as a music producer, and I looked at Clifton. We both started laughing because Clifton already know. And I said, no, like I'm a school bus driver. I can't. I got a nine to five job. I can't smoke weed. What you talking about? I can't do that. So it was. I guess it was kind of a slight embarrassment, just because you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a nine to five worker. I got I got to pay my bills. Is what I said before. Never be embarrassed about that, brother. Yeah. So anyway, we um she she unpacked. She has like three laptops with her. She um wanted me to play my beats first so I said you know I don't have a laptop so I have my external hard drive so I hooked my external hard drive into her laptop so that way I could play the beats and everything so I'm playing the beats she's saying nice I like those nice nice those are nice drums like every beat that I play so the the console I'm sitting in front she's sitting behind me along with Clifton on the couch just like how we're sitting now mm -hmm. and um she opens up her other laptop and she I, I guess she skypes somebody and it sounded like boy wonder because i recognized his voice so i looked at her and i stopped the beat and i said well, you know do you need any time to you know have a conversation or you know because me personally if if i if you need my attention i put it just like what i did now i put my phone down and you got all of me I might, yeah, I might have my coffee in my hand, but nothing else is going to distract me. I need to understand who you are and what are you trying to come up with as far as this whole beat or this whole cipher, this whole session. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I asked her that and she said, you know, Benny, I'm listening. So I, I turned around and I played my beats some more for like literally 45 minutes playing all of my beats. So, um, I scooted to the left side because she wanted to play her beats. So I was listening. And I told her, I said, I heard that beat before. And then she looked at me and she asked me, how did I hear that beat? And I said, well, Wonder Girl, you got to be very careful. Because if you go online on Instagram, people can take your, um, your video feed and then put it on their video feed. So you have to be very careful of that. I'm just only caring about the situation. I'm not trying to True. tell her what yeah, to do. do. Yeah. You're looking out. Yeah, so she said, um, she said, I'm four steps 
what did she say? I'm four steps of I'm four I'm four steps ahead of everyone. I didn't question what the hell she meant by that, but I just <laughs> left it alone. I said, okay, that's all right. I'm just letting you know. So she started to play more beats, and then I started to uh, really listen to the notations, the the cadence of the beat. Um, because I studied I studied music theory. I went to school for uh, music theory, so I know staccato. I know the mind of manipulation. I know all the I, I know all the key points of what you would play. Um, and the piano, if you want to play D minor, if you want to play uh, C major, you want to play some happy notes, if you want to play some sad notes, or yada yada yada. So I told her, I said, you must have been at a beach when you played or when you made this beat. She literally had her eyes open and said, Benny, how in the hell did you know that? I said, because of the notations that you played. Because it sounded like you were out in the open and you were, it was, the notations was kind of like, it was, it was free out in the open and it's more calm, more at peace. And hmm. Clifton in the back of me, he said, Benny, I don't know how you doing this, but you're batting a thousand right now. I said, well, the, I'd study music theory. It's, it's very interesting to me. So everything was going pretty decent until this point. I looked, I know a video of where Neo and Just Blaze had a bet. If Just Blaze would lose that bet, then Just Blaze has to give Neo a beat for free. And the joke was with what Neo said, um, I don't want the B list beats. I want that allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove. I want one of those beats. And Just Blaze was laughing. It was funny as hell. So I used that joke to, you know, just to conversate more. And I said, you know, let me listen to a Jay-Z beat or Eminem beat because I know producers got that one tucked away. It didn't go so well because she stopped the she stopped her, her laptop and she looked at me with a stern face and said, what are you talking about? I said, I had to explain her. I had to explain what I've seen on YouTube as far as Neo and Just Blaze and the joke. Oh, and she, she, she must have took it like you were she, saying. She didn't like took it as a joke. She did not at all. And she looked at me and then she looked down and said I'm playing beats chill now I'm a grown ass man you don't tell a grown ass man to fucking chill now there's two ways that you can use that like if somebody's at a club and somebody got that thing on them it happens somebody got that thing on them and I get into an altercation with that guy and, they, and somebody says Benny D hey man chill man bro chill cause you don't want nothing to happen to you that's caring about me or you got another way of like you sunning somebody like, you know, I got this and you need to chill out and relax. It was that way. So when she started to play her beat, I walked out because I needed some air and I needed to calm myself down. I said, Benny, this is an opportunity. I know I, I feel this way. I want to be on some shot town shit and treat the shit out of her. <laughs> but don't do that. That's not the way to go. So, with five minutes of me just regrouping, I came back in. You can literally hear a pin drop because the vibe was so off. She started watching YouTube videos. Clifton wanted to, uh, to change the whole, the whole situation, which was a great idea. He wanted to get something to eat. I said, cool. So, we, we left the studio. We were walking. They were walking in front of me. I was trying to play catch up on some little brother shit. And um, Clifton wound up turning right and 
Wonder Girl was about to turn to right as well. But I told Clifton, like, dude, you parked over here to the left side. Clifton was like, you know, I know why I parked and, and yada, yada, yada. And I looked at Wonder Girl because she was between us. And I looked at Clifton and I, and I said, dude, I'll be at your car. So I, <laughs> as I was walking, I looked at Wonder Girl on the right side of me because she didn't know what to do. She was like, oh, my God, what do I want to do? Like, should I walk with Clifton or should I walk with Benny and Clifton? Uh, <clears throat> listen to me and he said okay well you said that we parked over there we parked over there and then they walked together while I was walking in front five to ten seconds later we were at his car and I told Cliff and I said I know I talk a lot but I be right a lot so it's just I don't just talk for nothing so I don't know if he probably took that a wrong way but give me my credit like I have to pay like, in, in Chicago you have to pay attention before gentrification on the north side, literally, if you walk one block, you're in GD territory. You walk another block, you're in BD territory. You walk another block, Spanish GD territory. You walk another block, maniacs. You need to <laughs> you need to watch where the hell you walking to because it could be a fucked up day for you. Okay. Excuse my language. But um, when I'm getting to the car, I open up the passenger door for Wonder Girl because chivalry isn't dead, ladies and gentlemen. It's not dead. We just don't use it often. He's speaking for himself. Chivalry <laughs> <laughs> has been dead for some years. Now. Well, maybe I'm the only one. Oh, hey, man. maybe I'm the only nah, one. Nah, you ain't, man. <laughs> nah, not at all. I just, bang, I, just, bang. I just opened the door for a young lady not too long. Ago. Yeah, so. Oh. <laughs> yo, yo, word, yo, real shit. Yeah, I'll open. Yo, hold on, hold on, nigga. Uh-oh. Okay. He tried to do it, tried to do What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> you got the spotlight now. <laughs> no, it's all you. I ain't even gonna do it. Nah, Shivery isn't dead, but back to it. You opened the door for Wonder Girl. Yeah, I opened the door for Wonder Girl. She decided to go in the, uh, sit in the back seat, and I said, okay, that's kind of odd, but all right. We, we drove down to a place to get something to eat. It was called Greens, I believe it was called. That was the restaurant. But we parked at a tow zone and I told Clifton I said yo I gotta wait at this car because I don't want this car to get towed he just waved me off like yeah you go do that I'm like why the hell are you talking to me like that why are you treating me like that I said you know what never mind I'm gonna wait by the car because I care about the whole damn group so um, I, I text Clifton I said you know I still got my debit card on me I mean I could run in there and, then, and give you the debit card so that way I could pay for my food he said you give me on the next go around so I said okay cool we get back in the car. Um, I noticed that the, the vibe was still off. So knowing me, I make jokes. I make jokes just to break the ice. You know, I, don't want, I don't want the ride to be off. I don't want the vibe to be off. So I just started making jokes about tacos. And um, it's gonna sound a bit racist. It's gonna sound a bit bogus, but <laughs> the joke was, if I don't hear the music in the uh, in the restaurant, doom, 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 that I'm not eating that goddamn taco. So Clifton was laughing. You know, both of us we were just laughing hysterically. And uh, Clifton was like, "Yeah, man, I love tacos. Man, tacos be so damn flame." And yada yada yada. So one of the girls said after the joke, "I don't even like tacos." And I looked, I, I glanced at her and I said, "What? 
woman does not like tacos. That's like the go-to for a date. Like, I don't understand. And then I looked back at her, and I said this. I said, you're weird. That's not a good thing to say because... Look, I... I, 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 you have to get to know me. I, I don't mean anything by it. I don't. But it's just, I was just, just trying to break the ice, and that made it worse. Yeah, man. I ain't mad because it's been a, it's been a tough, tough, tough outing out there. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I ain't no, mad at you because I'd have said you ain't wrong yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. Yes, but it is funny as fuck. Oh man. It was, it, it was it's, I said the same shit It's right It's in so many ways But it's wrong Facts. In so many ways It's wrong <laughs> Because look at the, Look at it And I wasn't there But you do You gotta play it A certain way Yeah You do It just is what it is It's unfortunate But you do You gotta play it Damn Right When, I, when I'm around Of course my, you'd have said that shit Right When I'm around you, my people But you wouldn't even my... Gave it a respect To look back at it You'd have just looked Straight like Man, she weird as fuck. <laughs> she weird as fuck. Uh, Who don't uh, like no fucking taco? <laughs> taco. Uh, <laughs> she had been mistreating Ta- him the whole Ta- time. Right. I mean, you doing? You was doing a great job. Right. You, you my hero with that real <laughs> taco. Say, say the whole damn trip. <laughs> fucking taco. I know this is gonna like go taco. viral. Oh god. Man. <laughs> So, once again, it's quiet as hell in the studio. You can hear a pin drop. She asked me, um, I, I, ordered, I ordered a chicken sandwich. So she asked me, how's the chicken sandwich? I said, it's pretty good. You want some? And she said, no. And I was thinking in the back of my mind. I didn't say it. I was you thinking. You like chicken tacos <laughs> neither? With your weird ass. <laughs> okay. I thought you was going to be like, you ain't fucking getting none anyway. I, I thought you was going to go all the way back. So I didn't know. <laughs> so Man. so like Clifton he just like okay I gotta save this session <laughs> so Clifton uh, asked if he can bring some of the uh, the producers that were in the battle to the studio because they were in town so I said yeah that's cool that's, that's no problem so they came it was uh, Jacob the crowd favorite that I mentioned before and it was also Maddie Galaxy from the second round and uh, Jacob brought his girl uh, Wonder Girl went into the A room while we stayed in the B room, and it, it's like I said, nothing to go against Wonder Girl, but it's just the vibe completely changed from a pin you can hear a pin drop to everybody's partying, slap, like, slapping fives, and talking good music. And Jacob was showing me the the new talent that he was working with, and I was giving my critique, and I was playing my beats. We was having a good time, and then. When the girl came back to the B room and everybody kind of wanted to leave, and like it was nothing more that I can do because I tried to make a beat off of Maddie Galaxy's uh, Maddie Galaxy's laptop, but he had an Apple, and this was before Fruity Loops 20, so you couldn't use. I mean, you could with a what's it called an emulator? Yeah. Yeah, with an emulator, but his his computer would crash every time that you would do that for Fruity Loops. So I'm making a beat, everybody's in the groove, and then all of a sudden his computer crashed. So it's like, it's basically like a failed session. Everybody wanted to pack up and go home, and I'm talking to Wonder Girl, and I'm saying, you know, the beat that you did like, 
I can send you the stamps. And as I was telling her this, she was shaking her head. And then I looked at her, I said, I guess you don't want me to send you the stamps. And then she was like, no, I'm listening. So she was just, I, I, I kind of took that like, you know, she just wanted to have this session to be over when she shook her head. But I think that part, I took that a little bit too far. I thought about it a little bit too much. But um, she was walking to the A room and we were walking out. I still wanted to give her a hug and, and say, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. And um, when we got back, when we got outside, I talked to Maddie Galaxy. I was just telling him to, you know, send me some stamps so that way we could work on some stuff together. And then when I got in the car with Clifton, I told Clifton, I said, look, man, I got to take over this trip because this shit is not working. So that connect that my friend Money told me about, I said, yo, we got to go to Compton. So I'm talking to the uh, the CEO of Black Ops uh, Militia, uh, that record label. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Compton is real. No joke. No mm-hmm. joke. I'm going to tell you how... I'm gonna tell you how goofy I was. I'm gonna tell you how dumb I was. I'm gonna tell you this. Shit. Your ass went in there with some motherfucking red. Let me tell you this. Oh, Let me tell you this dumb ass shit. Uh, I like. I was at the whole. I was at the hotel and I was like, I gotta make sure I'm dressed right. And you wearing motherfucking blood colors? I went. I went to Compton, right? I went to Compton. I'm looking at all my clothing. I'm like, fuck. I got black and red shoes. I ain't this a bitch. And I got a Crenshaw shirt on. I'm like, man, I hope he just just forgive this goofy ass out of town. They know you wasn't from here. <laughs> just forgive me, please. So I'm 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 going up, I'm meeting up uh with the CEO of Black Ops Militia. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to him, everything is good, and then I uh I talked to the to to the rapper that I needed to talk to. We vibing, he's good dude, you know, we were chilling in his house. I was playing some beats. And he was ready to go. He said, you know, Benny, I like your beats. It was him and uh, and, and his peoples. And they was giving me the 411 as far as, you know, the, the publishing and everything like that whatsoever. And I'm a fair guy. I'm always a fair guy. I don't never burn my bridges. Cause that's how I feel like I could actually venture somewhere without looking over my shoulder because mm-hmm. I always make sure that that other person is eating when I'm eating. I would never in my freaking life eat steak and potatoes while somebody that worked with me is eating ramen noodles. That does, that's not in my DNA. Nice. So, I, um, <clears throat> I meet up with the rapper, everything is going well, and I'm gonna tell you who this rapper is. It's gonna, it's gonna really um, boggle your mind. But um, we get done with that situation, and Clifton wanted me to go to Crenshaw. This is how I got the shirt. Clifton wanted me to go to Crenshaw to meet, hopefully, with the late Nipsey, late great Nipsey Hustle, God rest his soul. And um, I got there, well, we got there, and I met his brother. And his brother is super cool. He said, you know, Nipsey, he's, he's out and about, he's taking care of errors at the time, so just, you know, come back later. And um, I was talking to this one other artist that was in there, and then I saw that the notice on the counter, they had a... A glass, a glass of Kush, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> so the rapper was telling me, I, I forgot his name. I apologize. He's telling me, he's like, man, this is a dispensary around the corner. I'm like, man, don't tell me that. 
I gotta <laughs> I gotta stay clean for my job. Don't <laughs> tell me that, please. So um, we wound up going back to the hotel. This is when I started to call people, and I noticed that you know what, I have focus number. Focus is Dr. Dre's bassline player. Made great, great music. I talked to him and I let him know that I was in town and it would be great if we could just have a sit down, sit down conversation. I mean, I'll, I'll pay for lunch. Producers, you want to, everybody's time is valuable. If you don't have money like that, it's understandable. Offer something, offer something that's valuable. Like it might be lunch. The, the, the person that you want to talk to, they, they probably didn't eat for that day or whatnot. I don't know. But offer something because it makes you look better than just being a person I just want to just take from you all the time. Let me just go ahead. They get that all the time. People that's, they get that all the time. So the first day I called them up, you know, nothing didn't really happen. We were talking, but nothing didn't really happen. Went to uh, Crenshaw again for the next day. You know, Nipsey still wasn't there. And I was kind of getting aggravated. And I'm like, man, like, I really want to make something happen. I'm just not here just for the trip. So I get back to the hotel. And I'm just basically in my mind just saying, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just go ahead and sip on something and just chill out. I'm talking to I'm talking to a good friend of mine, Andre, and all of a sudden I, I hear my phone, like with a message. I look on the phone, it's Focus's studio, like the address to the studio. I told my friend Andre, dude, I'm gonna have to call you back. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I'll call you back. Whatever we talking about, it got to wait. He was like, man, do your thing, do your thing. So I hung up the phone, I literally <laughs> Ran out my hotel room full force to his hotel room, banging on his door. Get your ass up! Hurry up! <laughs> we got an opportunity. So he opens the door. I'm like, yeah, we got an opportunity. I look on the counter. I didn't know you drink, but we got an opportunity. I'm like, shit, how in the hell are we gonna get there? Cause I'm tipsy and you kinda tipsy too. What the fuck? <laughs> so oh my god, don't don't drink and drive, ladies and gentlemen. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Please don't. But um, he's speaking for himself. Uh, don't do that. I'm Have speaking for everybody. Don't do that. Have a couple of shots and enjoy yourself. Don't freaking do that, man. But anyway, <laughs> anyway like I'm I'm trying to sober up and get some water in me because I don't want folks to look at me as a fucking alcoholic or some shit. I don't know what the Thanks. hell that was. So. We like hitting it on the highway, going like 85 miles an hour. I'm looking at Clifton like, hurry up, go faster. <laughs> this is an opportunity that I don't want to miss. So we wind up getting to Focus's studio and my phone stopped ringing. And I thought to myself, and I told Clifton, I said, let me get out the car so Focus can lay his, lay his eyes on me. So he just knows that I'm not on bullshit. So let me walk around and like, let me just put my hand, like, put my phone in my hand and walk around just to let them know like, hey, like I'm I'm here. I'll, I hope you remember me from the couple of beat battles ago in 2014 in Chicago. So he calls me immediately, tells me to pull to to pull around in the in the parking lot, 
we walk into this big warehouse. He has a section off with, with his room, his studio. And when I walked in, motivation just went up the roof. Plaques upon plaques on the wall. Double platinum here, triple platinum there, platinum there. I'm like, I just want one of those, just one. We had a great conversation. He was listening to my beats and he told me, um, Justin Timberlake would like this beat. I said, oh, don't say that. I, started, <laughs> I started like, like just levitating, like, you know, you remember the show, uh, you remember the, the movie Kevin Hart, <laughs> where he was telling, well, he had took his uh, phone away. We took his uh, son's phone away. And the song was like, don't do me like that, daddy, don't do me like that. <laughs> That's how. Well, that, that, was, that was the best part of the trip. It really was. Everything else, like the day after, Clifton had to leave so that way he can go back to Canada. But we had a bad snowstorm, a blizzard in uh, Park City, Waukegan, in North Chicago, around Lake. We had a bad blizzard. Luckily, they had insurance on my uh, flight, so I was able to stay there for an extra day. So I should have asked for a food voucher, but I didn't. I should have. But Clifton, he had loaned me 20 bucks, so that way I could get something to eat. So that was really nice of him to do that. And um, after that, came back, came back to um, Waukegan slash Park City, you know, got a go back to the reality, you know, work and pay my bills. Okay. That, was, that was the end of that trip. So. That's good. Yeah. Was it all expenses paid? Yeah, it was um, all expenses paid. Uh, all expenses paid. I mean, with the trinkets that I bought, the Crenshaw shirt, I bought that. and But the food was taken care of. Everything was taken care of. So for that, Battle of the Beat Makers did take care of me mm -hmm. on that level, yeah, so I, I give them that. I get, I definitely give them that. It's just that the studio session, it just didn't work well. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I usually, I, I think about it as, you put two big pit bulls in a room with a tennis ball. They're, they're bound, like the ball, the ball is bouncing, they're playing around with it, but if they don't know each other, sooner or later they're gonna start barking at each other. So. It happens. You know, sometimes you have a good session and sometimes you yeah. might have a shitty session and just got to take it and then just go somewhere else and try to find, try to find your, uh, your next break. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, yeah. before we go, what we have uh, Benny D do, go ahead and uh, kick us a freestyle if you, if you would like. Yeah, I like, I rap and shit. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I see what we got cooking for him. <laughs> You could choose, uh, Take that choose, yeah, Samson. choose, yeah, be, uh, yeah, battle. Okay. Hell nasty on the beats. See what I can do. All right. <clears throat> 
33 years old And I've been underground for a minute But I've been receiving love ever since I started this A walk with a swagger that's so unexpected That's why a lot of niggas chose not to respect it And I get it, they feel what they don't understand And the ones that put you down and it was similar to quicksand I withstand their pressure I put in my middle fence off one of my positive gestures Cause I don't wanna be bothered Bullshit I feel like All I wanna do is stack bread and be with a wife Even though it's gonna be a lot of controversy That's the pain that coming up and that's the reason why I'm worried Coming up in the world, problems and its cons A lot of people won't love you with handshakes and arms And you know it, they love to hate you Yet hate to love you whenever that you on Beanie double N.I.E. represent Northside Smooth as ever, common collective, you know I Rock souls by having my audience touch the side Quite an influential, yet optimistic type of guy Uh Little song, song <laughs> Got the album coming though, Therapy mm-hmm. Album coming out, Therapy It's gonna be nice, it's gonna be real nice, trust me Benny D, ladies and gentlemen Benny D Productions Okay, appreciate you stopping through, man yeah, Appreciate you, know, you guys, man Great story Great Man Great story, great about, you know, coming up and, and also making decisions about just going ahead and sticking with your gut and look at it. And staying you know. humble. Mm-hmm. Facts. Turning negative situations into positive Facts. and not letting the negative. But don't be ashamed to say fuck they couches in the <laughs> but, but you also you can't call weirdos weirdos all the time. They get offended. Sorry about that. <laughs> nah. Fuck they couches. Nah. Oh yeah, uh, one thing that I did wanted to say is that uh, I do have articles that's written about me in uh, Wisconsin, also uh, St. Louis, they wrote about me, and uh, so is it SoCan or SoCon, the, uh, the publishing company, they wrote about me too, so uh, be on the lookout, just type in Benny D, SoCan, S-O-C-A-N, and then you can see the article about me, Okay. and um I got uh, some, they did a hard copy on, in, in St. Louis, um, about their beat battle, Fresh Produce, shout out to them, and yeah, man, like. But before you leave, man, shout out to Twitter, your Instagram, Facebook. Oh yeah, like, Promo, Instagram, man. Instagram is Benny D Production, B is a boy, E-N-N-I-E, D is Dennis, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N. You got uh, Instagram, I already said that already, I meant Excuse me, Twitter. This is wearing off. <laughs> Twitter is uh, Benny D Product D. That's B E N N I E D P R O D U C T I. And Facebook, you can check me out on my fan page. I got more videos, I have more content on there as well. It's Benny D, B E N N I E, the letter D. Um, I'm going to put some more stuff out. Be on the lookout for therapy. My album, B-Tape album, Battle of the Beatmakers Champion, is already out. It's doing numbers. Thank you for that. I do appreciate it. I really do. From the bottom of my heart. So, yeah, just be on the lookout. Follow me. I want to be cool like you. Follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Benny D, off the lake. We'll check y'all episode four. Easy. Okay. All right, my friend. All right. All right, my friend. Oh, shit, baby. Oh. It is all right, my friend.
Like I say, thank you guys, man. I do appreciate it. So it's, man, no, it was thank a, you. Nah. Thank you, man. Especially the slow start and sticking with us. Uh, it's all good, man. You know. Okay. I need a motherfucking Red Bull. Not damn Red.